This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Say, are electric cars going to dominate the American market in just a few years? Well, powertrain experts in the auto industry believe that sales of EVs will grow tenfold during this decade, but will only achieve about 13% market share by 2030. Even so, that would probably translate into sales of about 2 million EVs a year. The study of 110 powertrain experts was conducted by a think tank called Automotive Futures and by Ward's Intelligence. They also see hybrids losing market share due to President Trump easing off fuel economy standards. Last month, Chinese EV company Candy Technologies announced it plans to sell small, inexpensive commuter cars in Texas. And now the company says it wants to open a manufacturing plant in North America to help keep costs down. But we say it also protects them politically. It's very likely that the U.S. will raise tariffs on Chinese-made cars. The U.S. currently charges 2%, while China has 25% tariffs on U.S.-made vehicles. You can place your order right now for Candy's K23 or K27 if you want, which costs between $10,000 and $20,000, including the federal EV tax credit. Deliveries will start in the fourth quarter this year. In order to make sure you don't forget a child in your car, many vehicles have dashboard warnings that pop up to remind you. But it's easy to tune those out after a while. That's why Tesla is developing a system that can more accurately detect if someone is left in the car. It's asking the FCC for permission to use millimeter wave sensors that would operate at higher levels than is currently permitted. Tesla says they're better than camera-based or in-seat passenger detection systems because they can provide depth perception and can see through soft materials like a blanket. They can also detect micro-movements like breathing and heart rates and more accurately determine when to turn on seatbelt reminders. Tesla says this will help cut false alarms. And if you'd like to share your opinion, the FCC is taking public comments through September 21st. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The sedan segment is a fierce one right now. More players and models drop away every year, which narrows the scope of options. But there's also the massive shift to crossovers, SUVs, and trucks. So automakers are doing everything they can to remain competitive. And have you seen how many sedans offer all-wheel drive now? It's a great marketing tool for any area that gets snow and a way to make a sedan look more attractive when it's cross-shopped with a utility vehicle or truck. And Lexus is jumping on that bandwagon and will offer all-wheel drive on the ES for the very first time. The setup is paired with a 2.5-liter four-cylinder engine, which makes 203 horsepower. Up to 50% of torque can be sent to the rear wheels, 
or the rear can be fully disconnected via an electromagnetic coupling on the rear axle, and that helps return 28 MPG combined. The system doesn't encroach on interior space either, and you can look for the all-wheel drive ES in dealerships early this fall. Well, I'm sure many of you can't forget the grill on BMW's new 4 Series, but in case you have, here's our first look at the Performance M4 version. While most of the styling is covered by camo, BMW did share a little news about its power plant. A turbocharged straight six will come in two outputs, 480 horsepower and 510. The more powerful version is paired to an eight-speed auto, while the other gets a six-speed manual. More information to come next month when the official premiere is planned. Abracadabra! With a quick sleight of hand, Rolls-Royce just converted the four-seater Dawn convertible into a two-seater Roadster called the Silver Bullet. It was a quick transformation. They just yanked out the back seat and covered up the opening with a cowl. Well, this is not just any cowl, mind you. Rolls-Royce tells us that this is a genuine rakish aero cowling, and it's trimmed in what they call vapor-blasted titanium. Well, that was a new one on us, so we had to look it up. What is vapor blasting all about? It's actually a process used in manufacturing to clean a metallic surface that is much gentler than sandblasting, and so it leaves a very smooth and fine surface. This treatment will only be offered to the most discriminating customer. Rolls is only going to make 50 of these cars. Pricing hasn't been released, but we figure you better have about 400 grand burning a hole in your pocket. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. In 2016, Mercedes launched the Mi Adapter, which gave customers from as far back as 2002 some connectivity features like vehicle information and parking spot locator that they can access right from their phone. And now, 500,000 of them have been activated, and Mercedes is making the service easier to activate. Previously, the device had to be installed at a service center, but now customers are able to set it up on their own in just a few minutes, thanks to a new Bluetooth dongle. Not only is Mercedes expanding the service into more markets, it'll reach 36 by the end of the year, but it's adding new features like automatically contacting the dealer when service is required. Mercedes says this is the beginning of blending its physical retail spaces with digital channels. By 2025, Mercedes expects 80% of all service appointments to be booked online and that 25% of all passenger car sales will be completed online as well. Subaru showed off the redesigned Lavorg at the Tokyo Auto Show last year, and now it's going into production in Japan. While station wagons don't sell very well anywhere except maybe Europe, Subaru has done a decent job of selling the Outback, which is a station wagon, though they've done a good job to make it look like a crossover. The Lavorg, in contrast, sits lower, does not have blacked-out fender lips or roof rack rails, and it has a front-end splitter instead of a simulated skid plate. So while the Outback is aimed at outdoorsy types, the Lavorg has a sportier look that is aiming at a different demographic. And that's a wrap for this week. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you right back here again on Monday.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.